Mike Leibovitz's top-secret underground comedy show coming to you live from an above-ground garage adjacent to the basement. Got it right today. That's the first time this is episode five. That's the first time I have accurately enunciated where I am. I'm in the basement. No, see, there I did it. I swear to God I'm not doing this on purpose. I'm in the garage. It's next to the basement. We're basement adjacent. Basement adjacent, babies. Here we go. And uh, it's been a long day. It's the end of a long day. I'm recording this. It's midnight. We got a big snowstorm. We got two feet of snow. And I spent a long part of the morning today shoveling out my car. Now, I'm at the age, I'm 40 years old. And I'm at the age where men shovel and then they just die. It happens all the time. I'm from a northern climb. You'd read about it in the paper every year. Southside man has heart attack after shoveling walkway. And it, it's just its just a fact. Men in their 40s and 50s and 60s will shovel a walk and they'll just die. They'll just have a massive heart attack right away. I know a lot of people who have had uh, this happen to their fathers, their husbands, their in-laws and it's very sad and it's very real and I live in a place with a big long driveway I am blessed to live in a place with a big long driveway I have a large yard but it's fucking it's some country ass shit man it's a long drive and I gotta shovel that shit I don't have a snowblower I need to get a snowblower I'm at the age where health insurance should cover my snowblower Right. I mean, it's got to be like way cheaper to buy me a snowblower than for me to have a massive coronary. Life insurance should cover it anyway. Right. I don't know. I say I shoveled out my car, if I'm being honest, and I would never lie to you good fucking people and the few bad ones sprinkled amongst you, my listeners, my secret listeners. Um... I shoveled a little bit of the drive and then my neighbor came along with his snowblower and he did most of it. So I guess if you have good neighbors, then you kind of do have a snowblower. Maybe insurance should at least cover a neighbor with a snowblower, right? They should just, they should just have as part of their policy. They go scope out your neighborhood, see if one of your neighbors got a snowblower. And then eh, if you shovel and keel over, that's your fault. You were a dick. You didn't make friends with the neighbors. <clears throat> we don't need you. But, uh, yeah, actually, my mom, my wonderful mother, sent me $1,000 to buy a good, solid snowblower of the kind that might keep me alive into old age. And I, uh, I'm so irresponsible. I spent that fucking money on my property taxes. I mean, I really am. I'm like an addict. Okay. You can give me money for anything, but I'm just going to blow it on home maintenance or clothes for my children. You know what I mean? I really have a problem. Um, I really have a problem. I have three problems. They are five, eight and 18. My oldest son is 18. He's up upstairs right now eating my food. This is food. I buy it for him. I really have lived my life backwards. You know, you're supposed to 
establish yourself in your career and then get married and then have children. Maybe you buy a house in there somewhere. I don't know. I think I talked last week about like, don't buy a house. Why are you buying houses? This is just like, it's, it's a, it's a sort of, it's a confinement. It's a cage to own a house, man. It's a, it's an imprisonment. It's an entrapment. It's a, you think you own the home? No, the home owns you, and all of your actions are 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 chosen based on this responsibility you have to this land. It's like neo feudalism. I belong to my fucking property, dude. My property owns me. It picks me up by the ankles and it shakes all the change out of my pockets. Then it says, "Ah, oh, man, that ain't enough." So then I got to go into this city and sell drugs as, uh, you know, I know now that uh, I'm not a comedian anymore. I think I've mentioned I am a living the life of a middle class drug dealer. And uh, yeah, dude, the fucking home owns you. You don't own that fucking home. You come home every day and you're like, oh, I'm back at my house. And the house is like, where's my money, bitch? This house is my fucking pimp, yo. Where my money, bitch? Yo, where my electricity bill at? Yo, where my plumber at? Yo, where my electrician at? Yo, where my snowblower at? Shit. It's, uh, yeah. I'm owned by this fucking home, dude. Anyway, um, yeah. So there's that. <clears throat> I don't know what else I wanted to talk about. I mean, the whole idea of this is to just like come down here and I just like spill out whatever's on my mind. And, and there's a lot on my mind, but sometimes like the mind is not, it's not, it's not in high gear. I'm like reaching for words. I already did a podcast today. I did, um, the comedian and the philosopher, which is my non-secret podcast that I do with my dear friend, the uh, philosopher, Duncan Gale. We talk about all manner of things. Um, and, uh, yeah, then I, I just went through this bedtime ritual, which I think I've covered about just like how e things get added. I had to read like a whole chapter from Winnie the Pooh. You know, I'm going to look back at this time in my life and I'm going to regret all of the complaining that I've done. I'm going to miss this. Like the fact that right now my two little monkeys just like follow me around the house all day long and, and just like constantly want to talk to me. Like they're, they're not going to want to talk to me and I'm going to miss it. And that's the human condition, man. That's the human condition right there is like longing for what we had while not appreciating what we have. That's it all the time. All we do is strive for something in the future or long for something in the past, and we're missing our lives. It's like we can spend our whole life, life, you can see, you could tell, I couldn't decide whether I was going to say life or lives, and I, I, I split the difference. I went for lives, lives, I don't know what I, you go back and eat, go back and listen to it, I don't know what I said. But we spend our whole lives just um, not actually living our life, right? Trying to get out of what is happening now. I, mean, I used to give, I don't want to say who, but the, someone 
who's important to me, who I love very much, uh, is a constant worrier and, and, and um, just always agonizing about what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do with my life? For years and years and years and decades. And it's like, bro, you're fucking doing it. What are you going to do with your life? You're going to agonize about what to do with your life. That is the life that you've chosen for yourself. And I think we all do that, man. I mean, I don't want to speak for you. I don't know your fucking deal, but I do that shit, man. I can, I see myself doing it right now. And I just want to be fucking present. I just want to be present for these kids, you know. But it's a lot, dude. It was another snow day today. They cancel school. They cancel virtual school for the real snow. I think they should only cancel virtual school for a virtual snow. And I don't know what a virtual snow would be, but I'm sure they're fucking working on it. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, just for a virtual interruption, right? If there's some technical glitch, you cancel virtual shul. shul. <laughs> they're not in shul. We are, I guess, they're a quarter Jewish, but they're not in shul. They're in school. You can see, you can see it's late. You can see I've been drinking some Everclear. It's all good. I mean, Everclear has got me through this pandemic. Bruh. Everclear disinfects my counters when there was no Lysol in the store, and it infects my liver when I'm too cheap for whiskey, so... Mike Leibovitz Pandemic, sponsored by Everclear and Diet Dr. Pepper. But I don't have any Diet Dr. Pepper, so I've just been drinking the Everclear. Kids, if you're drinking Everclear at home, you got to cut that shit with some water. You can't just drink that shit straight. No, 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 son. You got to cut that shit. Cut that shit. That's why you buy a bottle of Everclear. You just bought two bottles of vodka. That's really all it is. It's like concentrated vodka. Everclear is like vodka syrup. You just got to mix it with water. It's like powdered vodka, crystal light vodka. No, it's like a concentrate. It's like that orange juice shit <clears throat> you would have in the freezer. Here's a funny thing, man. We used to always do the uh, concentrated orange juice when I was a kid. You get the whatever that weird cardboard cylinder of the stuff that they only make for concentrated orange juice and like puff pastries and shit. And, uh, we would, uh, <laughs> so my dad showed me how to make it. Right. And you're supposed to, um, you're supposed to put in one, you know, one thing of concentrate and then three of those cans full of water. Right. And but my dad would say, Hey, this is my secret. I just put in two and a half cans of water. And I was like, uh-huh, okay, so you like it strong. And then my brother, on a separate occasion, so he pulls out the pitcher of orange juice, and he's like, what I like to do with these orange juice is I like to put, I like to put a, a you know, I like to fill the glass three quarters of the way up, and then the last quarter I like to add water just to cut it. And uh, I was just like, whoa, dude, you just made, like, the recipe on the actual side of the orange juice can. Like, you made the original orange juice that they're calling for you to make. You're correcting for what dad is doing, but you guys don't even know. Each one doesn't know that the other one is doing this. And that, I think, 
That is a metaphor for our times. We're just talking past each other all the time. I almost went into this rant about we're forgetting each other's humanity, which we are. But that's not an example of that. Sometimes I think of an analogy and I'm like, no, that's not a very good analogy. And this is one of those times. This is analogous to one of those times. Oh, boy. Here we go, baby. Y'all jewel, I jewel. I am way more addicted to the jewel than I ever was to cigarettes. And so on the one hand, it's a triumph that I was able to quit smoking. On the other hand, this thing that I have switched over to is worse. It's not worse, but it's I'm more addicted to it. I swear to God, like... I am fucking zen as a motherfucker until I can't find my jewel. And then I am the most anxious motherfucker you ever saw. I cannot have a conversation if I don't know where my jewel's at. And there was a real issue during this blizzard if I was going to have enough jewel pods. I like make these contingency. Okay, well, uh, if I'm going to run out of jewel pods, then um, I'm, I think I have some some like backup tobacco from when I used to smoke cigarettes hidden in the house somewhere, and I'll dig it up. And I'll, it's it's really. It was never like this with the cigarettes, but the when I used to go on those ships. Dude, I would go on those ships, and some of the ships sold jewel pods in their little store, and some of them didn't. And that was fucking rough when they wouldn't. Then I'd have to, like, take up smoking again. <sighs> I didn't really have a plan for this podcast. I thought I'd just get down here and talk. And um, I see now that I'm not really feeling it. Like, I don't have it in me. It's got to be in there somewhere. Is there something else that I'm meant to be doing? Like, I feel like when we have these feelings, you know, like they're telling us something. You have a feeling. Listen to the feeling. It can tell you a lot of different things. I've always thought the call to action was either like an intense joy you feel at the imagined prospect of doing something or an intense dread if thinking about doing something feels fills you either with joy or with dread, I think you're supposed to do that. The things that you're not supposed to do, those make you feel nothing, right? Because, because resistance, resistance is, resistance is real and it's crafty and it's powerful, man. And it really is trying to prevent you from being your fully realized self. Resistance is a force of nature. It might even be supernatural. It's a supernatural force of nature. I'll just split the difference. I don't care. I'm a comedian. I don't have to be right. That's so liberating. I really don't have to be right about anything. <laughs> in fact, it's kind of my job to be wrong. I just have to be wrong in a sort of logical way that makes sense i can do that man well what's this you're gonna you're gonna pay me to be wrong for a living i like this life i like this life and i do like this life i like my studio 
I have this whole plan to turn this garage into a studio. I mean, the whole world, it's all virtual, right? The world is virtual. These podcasts, like comedy, there's no comedy. There's, there is comedy. There's tons of comedy. But there's no stand-up. There's no clubs. There's no live performance. I mean, this whole pandemic has really, this is this, uh, it's not the singularity. This is the shift, though, man. Like, everything, our lives are online now. That's where we live. That's where we interact. It's not going back. I mean, you see, they're, they're, when they first shut down this shit, it was like, oh, for a few weeks. And then it was like, oh, until there's vaccines. And then the vaccines come out and it's like, oh, there's new strains. I mean, this is just going to be the way of our lives, man. We're just going to live this way now. We're just going to be sheltered. And, uh, you know, we'll pop our heads out a little bit here and there. But just like the preponderance of our lives has shifted from the, from the real world to online. I say real in air quotes because what's real? I mean, virtual reality is real. It's still, I mean, it's virtually real, right? And I'm not even talking about VR. I mean, I'm just, God, the tech, I don't know what's happening. I just like, I look at this coming down the pike and I'm like, no, nah, this is not, it's not over. It's not ending. There's no place for it to go. I mean, this is just what's real. So um, this is how we have to learn how to interact, man. And I spent the first six, seven, eight months just hunkering down. Okay, well, I'm going to put my head down and make a living and wait for this to be over. And that's wrong because this is reality. I mean, that's the same thing with that person I cared a lot about who kept agonizing about what to do with his life. And I said, it'd be just easier if I just said it was my brother. It's my brother. Um, <laughs> I'm using too many words. It's the same thing with my brother, man. It's just like, no, this is it. This is your life. You're living your life. And that's, that's me, man. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'll just get through what's happening now until it's time for my life to start again. No, no, it's never, there's never a moment where your life starts except for right now. This is the moment that your life starts and this is the moment that your life ends and this is the moment where your life is. This is all we have, this moment, right? So what's happening now, of course, it's not going to be what happens forever, but we're sure as hell not going back to what we had before. And this is it. This is real. And what happens next, it's not going to be a return to what came before. It's not going to be just a brief blip. It's like, well, it'll be whatever comes next after this. And when that happens, it'll be now. So this is what we need to steal ourselves for. This is what we need to apply ourselves to. This is what we need to be ready for. This is where we are. This is it. And there's great joy in that. There's great joy in being here now. But there's also great resistance to being here now. It's so much easier. It's so much more appealing to be in the past or to project into the future. But to accept this is, is the only way to create the future. And to take the lessons from the past Sure, those can help us accept this moment. But we cannot live in any of those times. 
This is the only time in which we can live. This is where life is. That's all I got for you tonight. It's late. I love you very much. If this is a, an enjoyable thing for you to listen to, I encourage you to tell other peoples. I won't tell if you tell. Other peoples. Yes, other cultures. Feel free to share this with others. Um, I'm not going to tell anyone about it. It's my secret, but it doesn't have to be your secret. So go ahead and tell your friends if you enjoy this show and... Uh, feel free to email me at secretlebowshow at gmail.com if you have any thoughts about any of the stuff that I spew or if you uh, just want to say hi or if, um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Good night. Bye-bye. Okay.